Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the jiggish oh, Brent. Oh, man, what a Hang on, hang on, I got my, I got a mask on. Sorry, I took, I need to take my mask off because, uh, when you podcast, you don't need the mask. That's the only time I'm anti-mask because if you're podcasting alone, you can't yes. be podcasting around other people. But as far as I know, you can't catch COVID through the airwaves. Right. Yet. Not yet, at least. Not yet. 5G might cause COVID, Ooh. but you can't transfer it via a 5G phone conversation. Not yet. Right. Not yet. That's at phase least. two. Exactly. That's COVID-20. It's coming. Exactly. It's coming. <laughs> So it's been a while, Dylan. How you been? It's been a while. I've been doing pretty good. Uh, today is Sunday, uh, August 29th. Uh, this will be released a few days later on Friday. And so I, I hope everyone is uh, looking forward to that. And today, though, we did want to right up top say that uh, my girlfriend's mom, Kim, it's her birthday nice. today. She's happy also birthday, one Kim. of our patrons. So happy birthday, Kim. I assume you're around 29. Uh, so uh, very good to hear. Very good to hear. So what is it we're talking about today, Dylan? What else could we come back to but to return to our good friend COVID-19? We've already talked about some of the you know conspiracies around COVID. And today we're going to start a series where we talk about the COVID vaccine. Nice. There's been a lot of conspiracy theories about the COVID vaccine. And we're going to be focusing today on the medical side of things. I'm sure you've heard about the microchips and the forced sterilization, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have to wait till next time. Today, we're getting into just the medical stuff. First, we want to get into the idea that you shouldn't take the COVID vaccine because you don't even need it. Oh, wow. We've already got ways of curing COVID-19, and we don't even have to go that route. You might remember hydroxychloroquine. I think that's how it was called. It was an anti-malarial drug that was touted as a COVID cure-all by none other than former President Donald Trump himself. But that's 2020. Yeah. This is 2021. And the wonder drug for this year is ivermectin. And while ivermectin is given to human beings to treat certain parasitic infections, you're most likely to be prescribed the drug from your veterinarian to deworm your dog, cat, or even livestock. Oh, wow. Well, hey, this makes sense, though. I mean, I've, I've seen pictures of COVID under a microscope. It's just a ball with a bunch of fuzzy worms sticking out of it. So it's um, sounds about right. Kill those worms. Yeah, I mean, you who else are you going to go to to cure a fuzzy disease? Yes. But somebody exactly. who specializes in fuzzy animals. So now where did this idea? Why should you take your cat's worm medicine to treat COVID? The idea came from a paper published in the June 2020 issue of antiviral research titled the FDA approved drug ivermectin inhibits the replication of SARS-CoV-2 in vitro. The highlights of the article are as follows, quote, Ivermectin is an inhibitor of the COVID-19 causative virus, SARS-CoV-2, in vitro. A single treatment able to affect a 5,000-fold reduction in virus at 48 hours in cell culture. Very impressive. Ivermectin is FDA-approved for parasitic infections and therefore has a potential for repurposing. Ivermectin is widely available due to its inclusion on the World Health Organization model list of essential medicines. So... That all sounds great. Yeah, that all sounds pretty good. There's only one hiccup. There's only one problem, and that's the concentration of ivermectin necessary to achieve these results would be, quote, 
almost impossible to achieve in human beings. So as of right now, if you're taking ivermectin, you are not taking enough. Uh, I mean, the one thing to mention, I'm sure it it basically cures COVID in your livestock pets, though. So that's I mean, that's a plus, I guess. Yes. So, I mean, this is the thing is the COVID-19 vaccine. That's for the sheep. That's Mm. for the sheep amongst us. Ivermectin is also for sheep, (laughs) but a different kind of sheep. Yeah. So that's the main problem. Ivermectin, you're not taking enough if you're still alive. And so we have a different strategy that I think is more along the lines of something we've covered before on this podcast, and that's through your diet. Because animal medicine might still be the key to protecting yourself without getting vaccinated, at least not directly. Instagram user Ogdachief.ali provides an airtight case that your diet will protect you. Quote, if you are eating farm-raised meat, the animals are being vaxxed, so you are vaxxed, uh. right? And I wish, uh, I love the, I wish more conspiracies were expressed as poetry. It's very three <laughs> it's lines. Beautiful. It's almost yeah. a haiku. <laughs> I think this Instagram influencer actually works for the meat industry. You know, personally, that's what's really going on here. The conspiracy influencer approach <laughs> uh, to, to getting uh, your, your products endorsed. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it. User KC.573 agrees and seems to wish this campaign was a bit more aggressive, responding, quote, that's what I am saying. If they are going to put in the food and water, then there was no need to have a pandemic. (laughs) Ogda Chief Ali responds, you are seeing it through conspiracy theory eyes. Hmm. In their mind, they are protecting animals from a deadly disease. Animals get the alleged COVID too. Vaccinating them is just protection. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Ogda Chief Da Ali is a poet, and his poem is like is obviously called "Through Conspiracy Theory Eyes," which I like. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Now you might think this Ogda Chief Ali guy he thinks this is a great situation, but you would be wrong. Ogda Chief Ali is actually Doctor Amara Ziali, author of the book "Detoxing the Rona Shot and How to Heal from COVID 19 which you can buy for the low, low price of 50 U.S. dollars. Oh, not bad. Quite a deal. Why is Dr. Z Ali so against the vaccine? It's probably because the vaccines contain, quote, nanomagnetic gene computers. Oh, I'm actually just picturing like tiny little desktop computers going yeah, into your body. Very, very cute. Just little, yeah, just little hard cells in there. Yeah, weird. And so all this, I mean, all this sounds very official. You know, this man is a doctor. There's just one simple problem. Livestock are not getting vaccinated oh, for oh. COVID-19. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, so, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's a problem. So <laughs> look, either way, you're not going to avoid the vaccine. So you're going to have to get the vaccine, but there might be problems mm. with the vaccine. And I think Brent has more to say about that. Yeah. One problem with the COVID vaccines is that they apparently just don't work according oh. to yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. And that, now that's now that's according to well-respected random people online. Oh, actually, and also a voice, albeit a whiny and shrill one, of authority on one of America's most watched news channels. That's Tucker Carlson. That's ah, right. Ah, yes. He says, quote, at some point, no one is asking this, but everyone should be. What is this about? If vaccines work, why are vaccinated people still banned from living normal lives? Honestly, what's the answer to that? It doesn't make any sense at all. 
If the vaccine is effective, there is no reason for people who have received the vaccine to wear masks or avoid physical contact. I don't want to impugn Tucker as a voice of authority, but I'm not sure how he knows this uh, because he hasn't had any inkling of what a normal life is for a very long time. So I don't know how he knows about being banned from living such a life. I, yeah, I, I don't think he has that expertise. And why and why would anyone want to avoid physical contact with Tucker since, you know, mm. we all know he's secretly vaccinated. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that's the thing is that we should avoid physical contact with Tucker uh, because he's shedding uh, he's shedding the vaccine, but we're going to be talking about that a little later in the episode. Well, we all know for sure he's just a guy asking questions. That's all he is. But we're all wondering, what is he driving towards here, right? Well, it's right here. He drops the annoying squeak toy hammer. Quote, so maybe the COVID vaccine doesn't work and they're simply not telling you that. Well, you hate to think that, especially if you've gotten two shots. But what's the other potential explanation? We can't think of one. We can't think of one. I'm glad Tucker, he's using the royal we like he's the Pope, <laughs> which is which is extra funny because he's actually Episcopalian. Oh, <laughs> well, Tucker speaks for us all, I guess. I don't know. What's sad to me is to see just how deeply anti-Trump Tucker Carlson is here, since it was Trump, after all, that came up with the covid vaccines, just as he said at a recent MAGA rally in Phoenix, Arizona, quote, how about the vaccine? I came up with the vaccine. They said it would take three to five years. So there you go. Yeah. What's extra sad is how anti-Trump Trump supporters are becoming mm. since they booed Trump. Yes, himself I saw that at an Alabama rally uh, because he told folks to get vaccinated. Yeah. So he's mainstreaming. He's the establishment. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, horrible. Once you once you go establishment, that's it. <laughs> they turn on you. They turn on you quick. We don't need to tell you all our beloved vaccinated listeners that vaccines obviously work. There is overwhelming evidence of that. But just because a vaccinated person is much less likely to develop a life-threatening case of COVID doesn't mean they can't catch COVID and aren't contagious to people they come in contact with. Thus, you know, the whole mass thing. But the problem with just asking questions is that oftentimes those questions get answered. Then what are you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah then you're screwed. Good. Yeah. I also, if you ask a question and can't figure out the answer on your own, you don't get to just assume there is no good answer. Ah, That's right. not how questions work. Dr. Robert Omler, Dean of New York Medical College School of Health Sciences and Practice. Wow, what a that's a long title. And a former CDC chief medical officer explains, quote, through vaccination, smallpox has been eradicated worldwide. Through vaccination, polio has been eliminated from the Western Hemisphere, Europe and Oceania, with only a few pockets left in a few countries. And through mass vaccination, COVID-19 rates have declined dramatically in the second quarter of 2021. But, you know, what's he know? Another non-random qualified guy posting actual information on social media is Dr. William Schaffner. Not William Shatner, just so you guys aren't confused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is, of course, William Shatner is, of course, very qualified. Of course, yeah. He's a professor of preventative medicine and infectious disease at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. He states, quote, we know what the safety profile is, and we know as we use more vaccines, cases are diminishing, hospitalizations are going down, and so are deaths. So this evidence that they really do work. Unfortunately, to believe this, you have to just assume that what we see on the news about 
uh, like overcrowded ICUs and hospitals isn't all just filmed on a soundstage in Hollywood by Stanley Kubrick, Ooh. who's still alive, apparently. Hollywood. Yeah, so Stanley uh, Kubrick, first he filmed uh, the moon landing. Yes. That's then just he fact. filmed his death. Because that right. he didn't really die. Yes. And third, he he's been filming all this fake <laughs> COVID so hospital yeah. footage. I, yeah. Really prolific. Prolific wow. guys. Really yeah, he did a lot of good work in just reality faking, you know, just faking reality. All right. So by now, we, you know, I think we can all agree that COVID vaccines work really well. But what if the vaccines themselves are actually giving people COVID? Has anyone thought of this? Um, you know, if that was the case, I would suggest the vaccines aren't working very well. I feel that's the <laughs> that's opposite. True. <laughs> the opposite. I don't think those things could both be true. Actually, no. See, so COVID was all made up. Um, it's a liberal hoax until the vaccines came on the market. And only uh-huh. then. Um, you know, was it that COVID, you know, COVID became real and all of us who are vaccinated are now infected with it. So wow, that just makes that more is sense. Incredible. You know, it wasn't real until they made the vaccines Terrible. and gave it to us. Unfortunately, this conspiracy theory is debunked with, you know, three, three words, messenger RNA vaccine. So that sucks. It's true that uh, many vaccines like those, you know, for chicken pox, mumps and measles use live yet weakened viruses to induce an immune response in our bodies. The influenza shots use dead influenza viruses to do the same thing. However, the messenger RNA vaccines like the Moderna and the Pfizer ones don't go team Pfizer. Uh, one, sorry, I had to get that in there. One um, house Pfizer, as we say on Discord. So, however, the messenger RNA vaccines like the Moderna and the Pfizer ones don't use an alive or dead COVID virus at all. Dr. Emily London, a University of Chicago medicine infectious disease expert, says, quote, there's no virus involved in the process of doing this at all, which is why it can be made so much faster than traditional vaccines. So much faster that maybe it's, dare I say, rushed? Yes. Yes, that's right. I mean, first they didn't have FDA approval. Did you notice that? And then they got, quote unquote, FDA approval, please. We have seen this conspiracy play out in a recent peer-reviewed meme stating that during the time of the 1918 Spanish flu, vaccines were responsible for 50 million deaths. Wow, that's a lot of deaths. It is. Oh, and actually, just for clarity, for anyone listening from the MAGA um, alternate timeline, when I say 1918 Spanish flu, I'm actually talking about the 1917 Spanish flu. Oh, it's a year. That's what Trump calls it. Yeah, I, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, 2020 is still alive in 2021. Mm. If your MAGA hat is tight enough, you got to tighten it. <laughs> and then anything is true. I saw the 2020 Olympics this year, and it's a supposedly 2021, you know. The meme, strangely enough, isn't true. There were no vaccines for the Spanish flu at, the, at that time. So oh, that's, we, um, that's a problem. Yeah. Though scientists in the U.S. and Great Britain were experimenting with basic bacterial vaccines, according to historian Mark Honingsbaum, They were not anything close to the vaccines that we have today. That is because, quote, no one knew that the influenza was a virus. Mm. So, yikes. The two leading causes of death of those suffering from the Spanish flu was the flu infection itself or a victim's lungs filling up with liquid due to the body's immune response to the virus. Download process. Hold hold on. Hold on. Download process. Okay. Since the COVID vaccine strengthens your immune system, Mm -hmm. it will just make the symptoms of COVID that much worse since it's your immune immune response that's responsible for all the bad stuff. Yeah. The stronger your immune system, the worse it's going to be. That's how they're going to get you. Yep. You got to weaken your immune system. That's the key takeaway. Play in mud. Uh, just swim in a urinal, go nuts. 
since we know it just can't be, you know, as simple as vaccines work, what's the next possible conspiracy? Oh, yeah, that COVID vaccines give you long term medical complications. But like most of these conspiracies, there is actually no evidence of this. But there is, however, evidence of some longer term effects of contracting a severe case of COVID itself. So there is that. And well, yeah. And the viruses, I mean, the vaccines contain COVID. Oh, so of course, there's going to be long term complications. Absolutely. OK, so, you know, that's all great. These are all the what we're calling Hall. These are all the normal conspiracies. Boring. Right. Oh, boring. It doesn't work. It gives you COVID. I don't care about that. I want to talk about some evil proteins. <laughs> and this isn't a vegan okay. podcast or anything. No, just, no, okay, this isn't about this isn't about <laughs> transitioning beef proteins. Uh, no eating. Uh, no, this, okay. is, this is a different thing altogether. So going off something uh, Brent said earlier, the way the covid vaccines work, these mRNA vaccines is by teaching your body how to make what's called spike proteins which are what COVID uses to enter your cells. Your body learns how to recognize these proteins and develop antibodies. So when the real thing comes along, it can shut it all down. But maybe just maybe these quote unquote harmless spike proteins are actually a grave danger. This theory was promoted by Byron Bridal, a Canadian immunologist based in the University of Guelph's Ontario Veterinary College who appeared on the May 27th, 2021 episode of On Point with Alex Pearson. This is a great time for veterinarians. They really, they all need to get into the COVID uh, conspiracy business. Bridal claims these spike proteins are, quote, pathogenic proteins and, quote, toxins that could cause cardiovascular and neurological damage. Of course, you know the dork patrol is out in full force to say none of this is true or based in reality. In response, Bridal makes it clear that his claims are, quote, completely backed up by peer-reviewed scientific publications in well-known and well-respected scientific journals. One of these publications is Circulating Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, Vaccine Antigen Detected in the Plasma of MRNA-1273 Vaccine Recipients from the May 2021 issue of Clinical Infectious Diseases. So oh, this yeah. is recent, I, folks. I actually have that in my um, bathroom for my light reading with my magazines. Bridal uses this study to argue that these spike proteins get into our bloodstream where they could travel anywhere in the body to cause havoc. But one of the co-authors of that paper, David R. Walt, takes issue with the way Bridal uses his research. And at this point, I, I should mention uh, that the paper has 11 authors, which is pretty typical for kind of a scientific paper. Yeah. And when you look it up, it doesn't show all the authors right away. There's a show more button that you have to click to show the full list. Mm. And it shows the first 10 authors. And then so when you click show more, there's only one remaining. (laughs) And that remaining author is David R. Walt. So it's kind of funny. (laughs) It's kind of fun. What Walt and his colleagues were testing was whether a single molecule array could detect these spike proteins in the bloodstream. This tech is very sensitive, about 1,000 times more sensitive than typical antigen detection equipment. Uh, it sounds like some libtard snowflake oh. tech to me then. Sorry, a little too sensitive. Yeah, needs a, you got you got to bring it into a safe space to operate it. They found that after one day, they did detect spike proteins in the bloodstream of 11 of the 13 vaccinated subjects that they tested. More importantly to Bridal's claims, 
The study found that even this minuscule amount of antigens were removed by the body's newly constructed antibodies. In short, the vaccine works great. <laughs> so not exactly the, uh, the best uh, work for Bridal to use. Another source Bridal used was a pharmacokinetic report from Pfizer, mm -hmm. Pfizer to the PMDA, which is the Japanese equivalent of the FDA. Bridal and, quote, international collaborators had to submit a request from the PMDA to acquire this explosive information. What he learned is shocking. Quote, is it a safe assumption that it stays in the shoulder muscle? The short answer is absolutely not. The spike protein gets into the blood, circulates through the blood in individuals over several days post-vaccination. It accumulates in a number of tissues, such as the spleen, the bone marrow, the liver, the adrenal glands, Ooh. and in quite high concentrations in the ovaries. And don't worry, we'll be talking a lot, of, a lot about ovaries, but probably in the next episode. And that's what they that's love the, to hear. That is the content they are looking for. That's right. And actually, if you want to one-up Hunter S. Thompson and get like really, really high, you might want to try chewing on an adrenal gland filled with spike proteins. Yeah. That'll oh my god! I just had another. I just had another download process. The adrenal glands of children. Oh my goodness. Is what the elite oh my are goodness. consuming. This whole thing is a way for them to just get even higher than they already yeah. are. They off just the want to get blood of our nation's children. Well, you cracked it. If we could shut the podcast down. But uh, I'm not the only one cracking stories because we also have a Catalina. Uh, Jeremio uh, from factcheck.org, who she was intrigued uh, by this report from Pfizer. So she reached out to Pfizer mm. and got a response from Pfizer spokesperson Kiana Gazvini. Gazvini clarified that the document that Bridal found is available free online. Oh. Uh, it does not, in fact, require a cadre of international <laughs> collaborators to obtain. More importantly, the document is not about, quote, Spike proteins from the vaccine resulting in dangerous toxins that linger in the body. That's oh, not what it says at all. Shame. Instead, it is a report about, quote, the bodily absorption, distribution, metabolism and excretion of COVID-19, which is the literal dictionary definition of pharmacokinetics, which is what the report was about. So, so we've gained nothing here. OK, we've learned nothing. Yeah, we have learned nothing. <laughs> Full basically, circle. we've learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> we could just look at the definition and moved on. But. You know, we got that from a podcast. So you don't trust a podcast to teach you about spike proteins. Instead, we're going to turn to a more intellectually responsible platform, TikTok, to learn that the vaccine causes cancer. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, actually, TikTok is peer viewed. That's basically almost the same as peer reviewed in science. So it's, it's that's close. true. Usually it is your peers. Yeah. Viewing it. Viewing your TikToks. Exactly. Specifically, the Moderna vaccine uses an ingredient called SM102 to transport the mRNA that provides the body with the instructions needed to create the antibodies we mentioned earlier. It's this innocuous sounding chemical, which is, if TikTok is to be believed, carcinogenic. Oh boy. The video, which appears to have been taken down by big tech, I could not find it, was posted on TikTok by one at Peanut Butter Falcon 303. <laughs> <laughs> where it was viewed more than a million times. Wow. It was then reposted to Instagram by Fiercely Mask Free, where the screen cap showed it was viewed more than 16,000 times. 
And Fiercely Mask Free had some choice words for those of us blind sheep mm. who got the vaccine without doing our TikTok research. Damn. The video itself says, for research use only, not meant for human or veterinary use. And then Fiercely Mask Free comments saying, but don't worry, it's safe. Wink emoji. <laughs> it's unbelievable how many people are just following this blindly and not doing active research to find out what they are putting into their and now their children's body. Hashtag research. Hashtag grammar. Too, uh, too many people doing passive research. I think that's the uh, problem here, actually. Yeah, I think that's the difference between peer viewed and peer reviewed. Yep, peer viewed, true. much more passive. And these claims about SM 102 were boosted by uh, Mike Adams, who runs mm -hmm. the site naturalnews.com, and our good buddy Alex Jones oh, good. in an Infowar article titled Horrifying Bombshell Connecticut Warns Moderna Vax Contains Deadly Poison. This message is brought to you by Pfizer, the only safe vaccine out there. I'm just I don't think we've gotten there. That's how you know we're in hell. Yeah, uh, exactly. when, <laughs> when they're just using conspiracies against each other. Oh, God. And. We should also uh, pause here briefly to introduce Mike Adams. Uh, he's someone who I'm sure we've talked about him before, and he really deserves his own series. He's this guy. He runs the aforementioned NaturalNews.com, and he refers to himself as the Health Ranger. I'm not oh, sure wow. Fancy. if he is really into D&D um, or if he is like an army ranger who's into health. <laughs> it, it's unclear to me. But to just give you a taste, to just give you a taste of the kind of vital information Mike Adams is providing, uh, when we went to naturalnews.com to find these articles, one of them promoted nigella sativa, which is also known as black cumin, as a cure for COVID. And then another one promoted natto, which is a Japanese breakfast <sighs> dish, which can also apparently uh, fight COVID. Also, more importantly, uh, if you go to naturalnews.com, you'll learn that New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, he ordered something called a vaxtermination against city employees. That's a technical term, vaxtermination. Wow, that is not good. And I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, mastermind Bill de Blasio, he knows the most efficient way to run a city is to kill off all of its employees. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's you, what you want to do right off the bat. Yeah, you don't have to pay anybody uh, mm -hmm. if you just kill them all off. Anyway, uh, you know, just a brief uh, kind of interruption to mention uh, Mike Adams again. We'll almost certainly be talking about him more nice. in a later series. But let's get back to SM 102. What's the evidence here? Because, you know, we're getting this information from TikTok. We know that the evidence has got to be perfect. Yes. The original TikTok video showed a product listing for SM 102 on the website Cayman Chemical which is a company that sells biochemicals to scientists. And I mm. learned that they're based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, so they're okay in my book. Nice. Uh, if you want to experience a drum circle, Ann Arbor has got to be the, the world <laughs> capital of drum circles. Lots of hippie college kids. It's that kind of place. The Cayman Chemicals listing for SM 102 includes a safety data sheet, which seems to suggest that SM 102 is extremely dangerous, saying that it is, quote, Harmful if swallowed, toxic if inhaled, causes skin irritation, causes serious eye irritation, suspected of causing cancer, suspected of damaging fertility or the unborn child, causes damage to the central nervous system, the kidneys, the liver, and the respiratory system through prolonged or repeated exposure. And I have to say that waiting till the end to talk about the damage to the nervous system, kidneys, liver, and lungs 
after saying it just causes skin irritation. I think that's the definition of burying the lead. I would yeah. put that closer to the top. Yeah. Also, just kind of just this whole list kind of just sounds like every fast red disclaimer on like all the pharmaceutical drugs advertised on the night TV. Yes. It's like, just yeah, it sounds like the rest of it sounds like the the narrators on Quaaludes until they get to all the horrible conditions that <laughs> it's going to cause. And then it becomes the micro machines guy. <laughs> So what gives, right? So we have this evidence, SM-102, it's in the vaccine, and it's got, according to the people who sell it, it's very, very dangerous. So what's going on? How could such a deadly ingredient be part of a, quote, safe vaccine? Well, it's because those hazard warnings aren't for SM-102 at all, it turns out. So it's a slight problem. Instead, they are all warnings for what SM-102 is packaged in chloroform. This is very clear on the safety data sheet itself, which has, quote, hazard determining components of labeling chloroform. (laughs) Also, Cayman Chemical further confirmed that SM-102 is only packaged in chloroform when shipped for research purposes. This is why the website highlighted by the TikTok video itself said it was not for, quote, human or veterinary use. That's why it says that, because it's not. And I, I in short, I mean, all I have to say about this whole debacle is hashtag research, hashtag research. <laughs> you got to do your research before you get your vaccines or put out TikTok videos. And as you're doing your hashtag research, you might run into the claim that the COVID vaccine can alter your DNA. One source for this claim is what can be best described as a conspiracy copypasta. I found this in a few different places. It was just copy and pasted uh, by various people. And it was apparently penned by one Dr. Wesley A. Kittaconti. And I say apparently because I cannot verify whether Dr. Kittaconti did write this or if they even exist. You know, as far <laughs> as I could tell, they only began to exist when this particular conspiracy copy pasta came into being. They were created at that moment. Actually, I got a download process here oh, because download. Yeah. Dr. Kittikoni. Kittikoni, how you say it? Kittikoni? Either way, I guess, it doesn't matter. I mean, they yeah, they don't exist. So I mean, I don't think there's yeah, a fact so matter, gonna, be I I was pronouncing it Kittikanti. And it's spelled so it's like but listen like listen to this. Dr. Kit. And if you take Kit and reverse it, that's Tick. Oh, you know where I'm going with this, right? Because tick and then kit, tick, ticketanti, which tick, it's also spelled backwards and then forwards, kit, tick. Uh, and okay. then maybe just throw a talk in there and then yes, yeah. Dr. Tick Tock. So boom, something's going on there. Boom, I'm sure. Boom. That's it. You just did it. You just did it. <laughs> you have to add a, like half of it, but that's fine. Just make up something. Yeah. That's I fine. mean, that's the, you're halfway there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's far enough. Exactly. Right? That's all you need. Dr. Kitakanti starts by assuring you that they are not a conspiracy theorist. They want to get that out of the way. They got to tell you that. In fact, they have a Ph.D. in computer science and their partner has a Ph.D. in chemistry, which was on, quote, biological synthesis of pharmaceutically active molecules. And I, I really love this approach where you have a Ph.D. in a totally unrelated field, but your partner has a PhD in a relevant <laughs> field. This is kind of like if I told you that I'm an expert 
in early American novels because my partner has an MFA will be soon published next year. It's kind of like that, uh, which I, I don't think it works like. No, that. actually, I think it's just it's just called extreme codependency to where you literally morph mm. into the same person when you're in a relationship. You just I think that's right. Yeah. Like, well, look, they have the Ph.D. So so do I. I mean, that's just what it means. That's just what it means. After informing you that the vaccine, quote, permanently and irreversibly changes your DNA. Kitty Conti asks a barrage of questions to those who think COVID is real and, quote, very dangerous. If you need proof, Kitty Conti shows that everything is revealed in the name Moderna. Quote, shall I tell you why I think they've never brought a human vaccine to market before? I think it's because they never plan to look at their name. Mod E R N A. They specialize in modifying DNA by using RNA. But aside from this stunning hermeneutic technique, there are two problems mm. with Kitty Conti's analysis. One is that RNA is not DNA. Those are different. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, that's the first thing to kind of <laughs> bring about. Uh, second, the vaccines are called RNA or mRNA vaccines because they contain the RNA of the COVID vaccine, which is enough for your body to learn how to develop antibodies against it. There is no way for mRNA to interact and modify your DNA. That's not what about mDNA, though. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah MD, we might need mDNA. <laughs> but yeah, the M is for messenger RNA, and it's for sending messages. It doesn't. It's not going to modify your DNA. That's just right. not something RNA does, or at least uh, not. That's M what 5G RNA. does. They, that is exactly. Yeah, we need 5G <laughs> RNA or M5G. Oh, download process M5G. What does that look like? MSG. Oh, my Ooh, God. It's all coming together. Oh, no. It's all coming oh, together. Oh, my God. But so so that's kind of silly. Uh, but there's an even more serious warning about DNA altering vaccines and the culprit is nanotechnology, as explained on this Facebook post, quote, 100% of the people whom have taken the COVID vac have no idea what this image represents. They should, though. It's a realist portrayal of what is occurring in their body as we speak. They are now technically no longer human. Whoa. They are now hybrids. I'll give you a hint. Nanotechnology. It spreads itself throughout the body, altering the DNA and wreaking havoc on the entire system. There is no way to detoxify or remove it from the body. It's forever. And the end result is you become cyborg from the Justice League. Yep, exactly. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's I would take it. Yeah, I'm just doing my part. We got to keep this podcast relevant by talking about comic book characters <laughs> and uh, the yes. only movies being released these days. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. I'm glad we're uh, we're reaching <laughs> out to films. the kids, reaching out to the kids. Yes. So. You might be wondering, I talked about kind of like this image, uh, this it's a realist portrayal. What is he talking about? It's a drawing of a tiny three armed robot <laughs> taking apart a strand of DNA. It's actually kind of cute, uh -huh. but uh, I think realist portrayal. Maybe I don't think that is accurate. No, and this post itself was screen capped and then shared on Instagram because, you know, that's kind of how things happen. They make a Facebook post and then someone screen caps it and yeah. then shares that to Instagram. And it just becomes, you know, like our, uh, like the Matryoshka dolls uh, <laughs> of conspiracy. Uh, and one of those Instagram reposts added this bit of information saying, quote, the breath of life is in your DNA. Life comes from your DNA. 
the VACT K, this is VAA at symbol K, will forever change your DNA. You will become the image of Satan, 1 Corinthians 3 16 to 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Warning, do not receive the mark of the beast RFID chip in your right hand, or the CB19 Vax has Lucifer race, Lucifer race DNA in it. You will lose your salvation forever. Hashtag Holy Spirit, hashtag Ruach HaKodesh. Hashtag Messianic Jew, hashtag Israel, hashtag Jesus Christ, hashtag <laughs> Yeshua, hashtag Holy Bible, hashtag face mask, hashtag NYC, hashtag San Francisco, hashtag Oakland, hashtag San Jose, hashtag Bible prophecy, hashtag repent, hashtag 2021, hashtag end times, hashtag FEMA camps, hashtag Mark of the Beast, hashtag rap, hashtag zombies, hashtag hip hop, hashtag Fresno, hashtag armor of God, hashtag America, hashtag Christian, hashtag California, hashtag Bay Area, hashtag great attribution. Hashtag martial law. Hashtag research. Hashtag wow. research. Yeah, that's ours. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of research and hashtags. Damn. Ooh. Actually, sorry to say, I don't buy any of this because mm. I'll tell you why. I was brought up a Baptist mm-hmm. and once saved, always saved. So it's an impossibility <laughs> to lose your salvation once you've asked Jesus into your heart. So you can be an atheist. So I'm set. Okay. Like this is bullshit. Now you might be skeptical that tiny robots are running amok in your body, the temple of God causing you to lose your salvation, maybe because you're a Baptist like Brent used to be. Yes. But what if I told you that Moderna's chief medical officer, Tal Zaks, admitted that mRNA vaccines altered DNA? He did so in the most blasphemous sanctuary of the dark arts of the Illuminati, a TED talk. Quote, we are actually hacking the software of life. We think about it as an operating system. So if you could actually change that, if you could introduce a line of code or change a line of code, it turns out it has profound implications for everything. Actually, you know, I think I think the the true Illuminati talk is it's not Ted, it's TEDx. Mm. Or actually, no, no, no. It's like Ted upside down cross. It's oh, just like that's that, yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, uh, just when when that's Illuminati. St. Peter's TED talk. In case you can't read between the lines here, Suzanne Hamner writing for the Sons of Liberty with Bradley Dean spells it out for you. Quote, when changing a line of code or introducing a line of code referring to DNA, the code or DNA is then altered, meaning the individual or subject has now had their genome changed to what the scientists have coded. The individual or subject is no longer a creation of God, but a creation of man, meaning the individual or subject could be the object of a patent. Hmm. So if you get the vaccine, you're going to be patented. There's going to be, you know, patent Moderna is going to own the patent for Brent. Mm-hmm. Pfizer owns the patent for me. I don't remember if you got the Moderna or not. I got the Pfizer. Got Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. For life. Oh, you, so we both. So we're both owned. Yeah. We're both company men now. That's right. We're both owned. The, the Probably that means the podcast. I assume the ownership also. <laughs> so th- this is a Pfizer podcast yeah. now, basically. Is, All is Patreon what money means. will go to Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Thanks, sorry to hear that. Um, but maybe, you know, as a Patreon perk, we can offer, you know, free samples of Viagra. You know, that yeah. would be a nice uh, my thing. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'm only a patent now. I am no longer a creation of God. So. How does Talzax explain himself? You know, this is pretty serious. Well, he was speaking metaphorically 
the mRNA vaccine teaches your body how to produce the antibodies needed by giving it the right instructions or a line of code. The operating system of the body changes by producing the antibody. So it was a metaphor or I guess, you know, know, maybe it also just turns into a product that could be patented. Really, who knows? You know, I mean, these are the two interpretations. Uh, But, you know, uh, that is it uh, Mm -hmm. for this, our first episode in our COVID vaccine conspiracy series. And with that, we're going to end with some announcements. We're going to we're trying a new thing. where We keep the announcements. We keep the boring stuff Mm -hmm. to the end uh, because no one wants to hear about it, frankly. So uh, the first announcement is simply that. Thank God to be back. It's yeah, good to it's be back uh, doing yeah. doing the podcast again. It's good. currently 1.15 a.m. right yeah. now. Sorry, uh, we had to. Ooh, it's been a whole thing. <laughs> uh, so just uh, some kind of quick things about what have happened. So one, I defended my prospectus. So ooh, that's a pretty cool nice. uh, thing. Uh, so it's part of why I was kind of able to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's part of why I'm able to kind of, you know, jump back into the saddle in terms of this. Also, with the health stuff, I don't have uh, uh, like a super duper official diagnosis, but it looks like uh, I might have MS. I might Mm -hmm. have the multiple sclerosis, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, We're still kind of in a wait and see thing. Going to do an MRI in a few months. And you can get treatment finally. Yes, exactly. So it sucks that I don't yet have a vax. uh, (laughs) I do have a vaccination. (laughs) Oh, But uh, what's the good thing is, is that, you know, if I, you know, am inundated with physical symptoms, I'll just go to the ER and they'll be like, okay, yeah, you officially have it now. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So that's kind of some clarity, at least uh, kind of on that front. Also uh, with Patreon. uh, So we are kind of modifying things a bit. The first thing to say is that uh, I've been kind of skipping the months, you know, while we were on hiatus, but I missed one. And so for that. Uh, September, we're kind of given to everybody for free and we're really simplifying Patreon. The way it's going to work now is there's only a $5 a month tier. And the way it's going to work is that there's going to be weekly bonus content from every episode. So we've done compilations of episodes where it's like outtakes and things like that. What we're doing is for each episode, there's always a bunch of like extra stuff that doesn't exactly fit or that is funny but maybe just a little bit extra yeah and so instead we're gonna every episode is gonna have kind of an i don't want to say outtakes just extra stuff there's gonna be bonus stuff for each episode so five bucks a month there'll be weekly bonus episodes like that that kind of matches uh the regular episode also you can find us uh, on all the evil things on twitter instagram facebook and twitch even uh, all of those at NDCIO. And we still have a website. And also, uh, we do still have a website. Uh, if you go to none dare call it ordinary.com, that has links to everything, yeah. uh, including Discord. Discord's really the main thing that we use. And we do movies sometimes on there too, which is fun. We do. That yeah. is definitely something uh, we want to get started up again. Uh, maybe do some more Neil Breen. Oh, yeah. Uh, that has been a big thing. We definitely want to get started back on that. But yeah, the Discord, the Twitter, the Patreon, you can find links to all of that stuff at nonedarecallitordinary.com. And with that, we are done. Thank you. 
for listening to this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. If you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes, just become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. And you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff. You can also reach us by email at nondarecallitordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served. Thank you.